Hi, thank you for coming to another great time, another podcast of the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. I'm still a little under the weather, but today's topic is going to be on the word divination. So we are going to guide a little bit away from the garden series and go to a word that is kasem or nachash. They are two words. And the third one is Python. So Python is the way divination takes place. Nakash is the practice of it. And Kwasem is the idea of what it is. So we'll start with the idea of what people think divination leads to. So In short, divination, the idea is that you're getting a divine answer. Isn't that really nice? To have an answer, to know. And in some sense, it's biblical to say that we want a divine answer. Now, if you're into witchcraft and your wizardry and sorcery and all these things, you're not necessarily unfamiliar with this term. And you might be actually ahead of the curve. But... What exactly is the deal with it being so wrong? I mean, what's wrong about divination? Well, let's go into it a little bit. For starters, people do divination because they want a result to take place. It seems to be harmless. It seems to be nonchalant. But why is it outlawed in Scripture? And maybe you're even wondering, well, this doesn't even make sense. Why would it be outlawed? Divination does one thing, and one thing only, but we'll talk about what it does here in a minute. Now, if we are looking at how it's processed, how it's observed, or what it's done, the process of divination, we actually find a few interesting things. It means to want a divine answer, to practice divination means to want a divine answer and observe the signs. So, so far... This doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be evil. Why would a divine creature, such as the creator of existence, or if you don't believe in a creator of existence, if you happen to go that bandwagon, why would people not want, or why is it frowned down, to go ahead and and do a form of practice that focuses on these things? Well, what we find is that we find a couple things. We find that the usage of divination occurs by the following things. You have, according to the Strongs, the definition means to be divined, to have enchantments, indeed practice divination, so the actual art of doing it, indeed uses, so that it's the usage of enchantments, it's interpreting omens, practicing divination, to, to take as an omen, to divine is to take as an omen, and to use divination. The issue comes down to when we see this listed again. So, divination is known as Python. It is the third listing of it in scripture that we find, the different word of it. It's a noun. It literally refers to the idea of the serpent or dragon that dwelt in the region of Pytho at the foot of Parnassus in 
Phaesus, and was said to have guarded the oracle at Delphi and been slain by Apollo. It is considered to be a literal spirit. So you have three different things. So this is a spirit of a serpent, particular to one that is a dragon, specific to Parnassus in Phosis, and was said to have guarded the oracle at Delphi and been slain by Apollo. So this type of spirit is not just a serpent, it's a representative of a dragon. Now, dragon is a, a late, an earlier form of dinosaur, so whether it had wings or not, we're not certain, but most cultures that were never in contact with each other, they actually classify a dragon as having the ability to fly, and most dragons had the ability to produce a flame or were very dangerous. They were very large, according to Roman reports, or in the book of Daniel, if you're interested in that subject, you can go in there and see that there was a dragon on the wall. Now, what makes this so big of an issue? And you're wondering, well, I practice divination, or I know people that do it. And there are major and minor forms of divination. So something like a horoscope um, is an example of a small form of divination. Then you can go into different forms. Nor do I want to go over those different forms today. However, you can have a variety of forms that occur. Essentially, when you look in the New Testament, you're going to see what the art of divination produces. When somebody practices divination, usually they are drawing people to themselves. In the book of Acts, you have this girl that is led around by the spirit of Python. And we went over that word. The word of that is literally py Python or, or Python is how you would perhaps spell it. It literally is the spirit that leads people that is connected with usually a focus on the person, or in this case of the girl, earning money. Now the spirit also bears witness of keeping charge and being a formidable beast. So the literal word of divination literally is, is pulling on a spirit that is a dragon. So this spirit was actually an evil spirit because Apollo, according to mythology, if you follow that, that line of, of history, Apollo was considered to be a messenger of the gods and he was supposed to actually be a good deity. So if a good deity is taking on the spirit of the python or the dragon, it's probably not a spirit that you want to entertain. A lot of practice around the world that involves magic or magical systems paints a picture that the magical community is not a dangerous one. But based on this word and what it is, you could get yourself into a lot of trouble. Just a couple thoughts. This is the first of many prophetic dictions coming your word. Coming your way. Anyway, until next time, my name is Shannon Moshe. Thank you for chiming in for another podcast from the Honeycomb House of Prayer and its broadcast. We'd love to see you next time. And 
If you'd like more, you can always follow us on the HCPN, and we would love to hear from you. So you can also write to us at honeycombhopmail.com, and that email might change in the near future. But for now, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of Sarah. Love to hear questions that you might have. Anyway, until next time, shalom, and may the grace of Hashem be with you. Baruch Hashem.